This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, July 21st. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew Dewaskin. Matt, how are we doing? I'm alright, Dylan. You doing alright? Hanging in there. Yeah. Did you have more softball practice? Is that a weekly thing? No, everybody's on vacation, so I cannot. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. How's your week going? Going okay? Well, we we start, I started the week with, with the Todd Fraser trade. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. The um, the continuation of the rebuild, which I assume you're feeling okay about. I'm I'm not sure how to feel about the Blake. You know, you know, bringing Blake Rutherford. I'm not a huge Blake Rutherford fan. I I, mm. I, I was hoping we get a bit more for Canley, but then again, it, he's a reliever. Yeah. He's and, been out of his mind, but yeah. Well, and and just the relief pitching market is so volatile. I mean, you can yeah. be like a lockdown reliever for like you know three years, and then just you know fall to pieces out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, we've seen stuff like that happen constantly. So it's just such a volatile market. I I kind of get why the return was what it was, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm 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 good with it. I am. And and we had one Yon Mancada day the other day, which was exciting. Yeah. So yeah, I had to toot my own horn because I was smart slash lucky enough to pick him up like a week ago. And then there it is. And I'm like, hey, there we go. All right. Yeah, fair uh, you got anything before we get into these games for the weekend? Our our picks from over this last week were okay. Nothing mm. super amazing. Uh, you did have Shinsu Chu get in when I forget who your A pick was, but he did get in. So you got Shinsu Chu. You need a homer for you, fair which enough. is uh, pretty nice. Yeah. And Ryan Hannigan go three for four with two runs and two RBIs. I feel real good about that. It's been ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, if I can get that out of Ryan Hannigan. When he gets a lefty, that goes okay. German Marquez did okay. Brent Suter didn't go that deep, but didn't get hit that bad. Mm. The big one for me, though, for you, is that Adam Conley did okay. You uh, you stepped around that landmine. All right. Six innings, two runs, plenty of base runners. A fantastic way of putting it. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. You you survived picking Adam Conley this year. Mm. So, yeah, he got a quality start. Not a win, but a quality start, for sure. Uh, yeah, so the week went okay. We're going to look at picks starting with Friday the 21st. And, man, it's not a great day. I have an obvious pick that I don't really like, but there's one to me that stands out. Okay. Your boy Jose Urena goes to Cincinnati. Do you care at all? Not in particular, no. I, I like him at home, not really on the road. Yeah. No, and Cincinnati can hit a bit. No thanks. Jeff Hoffman, who I do like, is at home where I don't like him. He gets the Pirates. You don't want him in Coors, do you? No, no, no chance. Six four four ERA in Coors. Two four five ERA on the road. That is no thanks for good reason. This one makes sense. So even against the Pirates, no thanks. I wrote down Ricky Nolasco gets the Red Sox. Do you care at all? He's been okay at times, but that's not a matchup you want, right? Well, we've seen the ERA go from the sixes or sevens down to the fours. He's been better. He's been better, but it's still not a great matchup for me. Yeah. I would consider him against the right team, but the Red Sox are not the right team. I feel the same way about Andrew Moore, who I still think is a little bit interesting. Had kind of a bad outing last time, but uh, it's the Yankees now. You don't want any part of that, do you? Not in particular, no. The last name on here, the one that Uh I feel like by default I'm going to do. It's not great. Trevor Cahill okay, goes yes. to San Francisco. Yeah, all right. That's not yours. You picked someone else. Oh yeah, I, I don't mean to be so excited that I just I was convinced you were going to pick the same guy as me and was like dreading it. So okay, anyway, well I'm, I'm thrilled that you didn't. 
you might have someone like Paul Blackburn going to the Mets, but here's the thing, Trevor Cahill, last time out, he went six and two thirds, one run, eight strikeouts against the Giants last time at Petco. Now he goes to San Francisco. He does have an ERA under one at home in an ERA barely over five on the road. That's concerning. Definitely a thing. <laughs> especially for a San Diego pitcher. But he's going to San Francisco, where they don't hit, and it's not a good place to hit anyway. So I don't know that he's going to go six and two-thirds, one run again, but he's getting his strikeouts, and I don't know. I'm not that scared of the Giants, to be honest. So I'm going to go with Trevor Cahill, noting that it's not great because he's not at home, but I don't think he's a five-year-a pitcher in San Francisco. Mm. Like he has been on the road, and it's a small sample, so yeah. Uh, I believe in Trevor Cahill, at least enough to take him on a day where I don't like anybody else. Who do you like, Matt? It's okay, not Paul I, Blackburn, right? No, it is not Paul Blackburn. Is it Matt Garza going to Philly? No, it's not Matt Garza going to Philly. I didn't um, mention that one. That one's fine, too, but he's not been good. So. No, he's not been good. Um, My honorable mention is Mike Fires going to Baltimore, but he's 55% owned. Would you be okay with that if it were, you know, if we could pick it? Again, I've got the the Adam Conley itis. I've got the Mike Fires itis. Yeah, where I'm, I'm just I'm. I see those names. I'm just terrified because I've seen them, you know, just do so many bad things to DFS lineups for me. Yes. Okay. So who are you thinking? All right. I had I had two two trains of thought on this. First one, I, I looked long and hard at Ian Kennedy. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. It's the White Sox, sure. The pro- he virtually has no splits. Uh, yeah, he's been very modest across the board. Yeah, no, no, not, not just that's just like lefty righty. I'm talking like home away, and I'm talking day night. He's mm-hmm. basically the same mediocre guy everywhere. Yes, that is a thing. So I, I just I don't like to bet when there's no advantage. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just, it's kind of like the number one rule of betting. You know, you gamble when you feel you have the advantage. I don't see any advantage whatsoever with Jan Kennedy, even against the White Sox. Sure, I can so see that. I took a gander at what Captain Cheeseburger's been up to. Good old CC Sabathia. He's been not bad, that's for sure. Yeah, for him, I don't know. I feel like the perspective on him is all out of whack because you remember when he was good and now he's not good, but then he's been worse. And yeah, so it's hard to analyze him in a vacuum. But he's forty-three percent owned and his ERA is in check. I can see that. Yeah, and also he's he's pitching on the road where he has a two thirty-four ERA. Uh, in 50 innings pitch for 34 yes. Ks. So, and most importantly, the Mariners can't hit lefties. No, oh, they're like middle of the road this year. They're not. Yeah, I'm not that worried about it. what you're looking for. Danny Valencia, that's the problem. Like that would, whatever. yeah, that'd be the guy probably. So yeah, so I'm I'm gonna roll good old Captain Cheeseburger out there. CC. Okay, I actually don't have a problem with this. I think I think in my head I thought he was more than fifty percent owned. I don't know no, that I would have taken this pick anyway. I was curious. I went and looked. I'm like, oh, all right. I don't. I yeah. can avoid Jan Kennedy and his mediocrity. Yeah, I I see that for sure. I don't have a problem with this at all. It's not my pick, but I I don't think you're crazy. This is less scary than uh, than Adam Conley was. I will say. I'll give you that. That one. Really um. Yeah. I would. I, I would. Yeah. I agree with that statement. Hundred percent. All right, so how about hitters for Friday, Matt? Who are you looking at at the plate? Houston gets you ball, though. Yes. So I looked. I I couldn't find a Houston hitter. Really? I I looked. Not one you can really afford. I don't well, know. Sadly, since Carlos Correa is on the DL with his, his thumb issue, uh, they've called up Colin Moran. Okay. 
Yeah. He's in fact left-handed. Uh, lefties against Ubaldo have an OPS over a thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Colin Morant, you know, he's kind of a real prospect. He's probably going to play because they don't have many infielders. I guess my guess is Bregman's probably going to slide over to short, and you'll probably slot in Moran at at third, correct? Mm, he might get in there. I don't know. I don't know exactly what they're going to do. They're Mar- pretty stacked. I guess Marwin yeah. can play short. I don't know. They'll fit him in somewhere. Yeah, but either way, you know, Colin Moran, he's the third baseman. He's 1% owned. He gets mm-hmm. Ubaldo. He's, in fact, left-handed. He's a super cheap third baseman. If he can... That's all you need. Yeah. yeah. So, left-handed, 1%, gets Ubaldo. Yeah. So he's, he's in fact, my C pick. Okay. I'm fine with that. Okay. Uh, my B pick, mm-hmm. Anibal Sanchez going to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. He's been so rough that you kind of throw up platoon splits, but that being said, I'm going to look at the Twins' lefties. Uh-huh. Their, their current entire outfield is all left-handed. Yeah, yeah, because Byron Buxton's hurt, so they got people there. So I'm, I'm going to toss my, my, my good friend Max Kepler out there. You do love Max Kepler, I do. and I don't blame you. That's that's a fine matchup for him, especially against Anibal. He'll be fine. He's a 21% owned. Um, He's been rough against lefties, 401 OPS. That's not slugging. That's not OBP. That's OPS. Yes. 873 OPS against righties. And all yeah. of his home yeah. runs, all of his stolen bases. Yeah. Very used to that. So, yeah, I like that. That's your B pick? Yeah. Animal's not good, so I'm fine with that. No, Animal's not good. And my A pick, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm picking against... Jan Kennedy. Okay, I'm fine with that. He's so, he's so aggressively mediocre that I, I got a switch hitter that I like against him, and it's not Juan Moncada. Okay, is it Melky Cabrera? No, but he's, he's super owned. He is, but his name does begin with a Y. Okay, it's Mr. Yalmer Carlos Sanchez. Yes, Yalmer Sanchez. He's been competent this year, especially against righties. Uh, Seven four nine OPS with three homers, three stolen bases, a couple runs. Well, more than a couple runs. Yeah. RBIs. Yeah. He's he's been yeah competent against against righties and Jan Kennedy's about as, as mediocre as it gets. I like the White Sox to beat up on him a little bit. I would yeah. go with Yohan Moncada, but he's, he's already super owned. owned. God, yeah, everybody's on it, which they should be. They should he, be cause he's, somehow he's not picked up in your league. Thing is, with him, even if he struggles, I mean, he barely struggled last year. It's not worth mentioning, but if he struggles, he still runs. He's one of those guys where the speed gives him kind of a fantasy basement, if you know what I mean. You know. Even if he doesn't, if he only hits 220, he'll probably run a bit. He's fantasy relevant for sure. So, did you yeah. see the guys, the, the Twinkies at the USL at, at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field? Um, no, oh I didn't. There were, there were there was a group of guys who brought who brought Twinkies and for him. That's yeah, I'd forgotten about that story. That's a good one. <laughs> the story is that so he got a bajillion dollars as like what a 19 year old a 20 year old well, yeah whatever yeah however young he was when he got a paid. baby cuban guy and he comes over to america so he comes to america and he's a millionaire and he's like <laughs> and he's a child essentially a teenager and is like oh i can just eat twinkies like all day every day and was what eating like six boxes a day or something disgusting <laughs> something ridiculous like that yes Some insane number because he was just like, oh, cool, I can do this. And I yeah, think, he was, yeah, he was buying Ferraris and Twinkies. Yeah, someone was like, you need to not do that. But loves his Twinkies. I get it. So, I understand. And, now, and apparently, like, Rick Hahn, like, went down, like, took a picture with the Twinkie guys. That's really funny. It is. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah. So. All right. So I like that against Ian Kennedy. I lied. I did find an Astro for a C pick, just for a backup. How about Carlos Beltran? Because he's a switch hitter, and he'll play left-handed against Zubaldo. It's no. so boring, though. No, I like no, your you, Colin Moran one more. I like yours more. 
You this gave me the better. hardest time for taking Carlos Beltran. I think he, I think he was okay for me. I don't. Yeah, he's fine. I, I like my B and my A pick more. I just, I felt okay. yes, we need to mention pick against Ubaldo. It's a fine C pick. It's a safe pick. It's boring and I, it's whatever. But any Astros you can afford for your DFS format, especially if they're left-handed or switch hitters, like yeah, go yeah, for it. Be so. Josh Reddick, Noriaoki. I looked at Noriaoki real close, and there's just nothing there. Like yeah. not fantasy wise. He bats at the bottom of the lineup. He's not running. There's clearly no power. Like decent real life player, sure, but yeah, he is I, even against Ubaldo, and he's left-handed. I was like, no, I don't see anything here. Watch him hit two home runs off Ubaldo. <laughs> Okay, my B pick, actually halfway a little bit interesting. I will pick against Andrew Moore in Seattle, even though I kind of like him, but I'm still into this stolen base race. I wrote Jacoby Ellsbury, 34% spending a little bit, but I think he could get on base and uh, maybe run and Safeco there a little bit. I think 34% is too low for Ellsbury. Not that he's a stud anymore, but still definitely useful in that Yankees lineup. But my A pick, I'm right there with you on Twins against Anibal, but I'm picking a different outfielder. I want Eddie Rosario at 4% owned, who, kind of similarly to Max Kepler, can hit righties and not lefties, but that's all we care about right now. So I think Eddie Rosario can handle Anibal and the Tigers' bullpen. Mm. Okay, Saturday, the 22nd. Matt, I have five names written down, and I don't really love any of them. Let's see if we can figure this out. Okay. Ariel Miranda is at home. We like that. I assume you don't want him against the Yankees, though, do you? No, I do not. The Yankees are actually not that great against lefties, as I look at it, but I don't really... The stats say that, and I'm just going to, for better or worse, go with my heart a little bit more and be like, nope, I'm scared of that. They have a 692 OPS against lefties. That's bad, but... I don't know. And it's a way, I don't know, maybe that matchup is better than I'm giving it credit for, but I just see Ariel Miranda getting the Yankees, and I don't want that. But you can do it. He's allowed 11 runs in his last two starts, too. So, I don't know. It's possible. That's a DFS dark horse. I'm staying away. Zach Wheeler is at home against Oakland. Do you care about that at all? Zach at home against Oakland? I'm intrigued by it. I'm intrigued. It's not my pick, I don't think, but it's okay. How about your boy Brent Suter going to Philadelphia? You picked him last time out. Would you think about Brent Suter again? <laughs> yeah, Phillies don't hit. That's probably my pick. I don't think that's crazy. The Phillies are better against lefties than they are against righties, but they're still below average. That's they're, like, yeah. you, you just slaughtered them with faint praise. I mean, yeah, they're, they're better, but still not good. I think you can do that. You like Brent Suter more than I do, but I don't think you're crazy. I do like German Marquez. He's at home against the Pirates, and... He doesn't get victimized by Coors Field as much as, say, Jeff Hoffman does, but he's still just been kind of okay. 4-3-4 ERA is all right. At home, it's 4-5-7. It's a little worse, but you can do it, but it's, it's not great. I don't know. But my pick, I think, Matt, is going to be the return of Colin McHugh for the Astros. He's back and was fine last year. You know, okay. nothing special, but... He's now going to make his season debut. Last year, he had a 4-3-4 ERA, but uh, a fair amount of strikeouts. And yeah, I don't know. I'm not that scared of the Orioles, are you? Have you seen what Colin McHugh has done in the minors? <laughs> no. What, and his rehab coming back? Yeah. I assume you're going to tell me it's real bad. Let me, let me pull it up here. Give me a second. I'm sorry. I, I did not look, to be honest. I just more... You know what it is? It has to do with our contests and guys going over 50%. And I was like, if he does well, he might jump over it and I might not get him. But 
I mean, it's risky, for sure. I realize that. But I believe in Colin McHugh a little bit, so... All right. The the only reason I know that he was rough in his rehab was be- is because I actually have a share of him in a super deep team. Sure. And every every time it, it, he would have a start, I'd, I'd get like you know I'd get like the orange box next to his name. And be like, oh, he had a start, did he? Yeah. And he would just have given up more runs and not really done anything. So he had a five oh six ERA and five appearances. It's sixteen innings. You know, twelve strikeouts, five walks. I don't know. It's not great, but I'm not that worried about it. I don't know. This is mostly a pick against the Orioles, who simply just don't scare me that much. They're bad on both sides of the ball. They're like an average offense against righties, but I just, I want something to do with Colin McHugh now that he's back, but Brent Suter's probably a little bit safer just because the Phillies are weak, and you could do Jerome Marquez. Again, if you're brave, you could do uh, Ariel Miranda, but I don't like that. I want Colin McHugh in his return. Uh, Was there anybody else that was even interesting to you? No. No. It's a tough day. It's a real bad day. Yeah, so Brent Suter's fine. How about your hitters for Saturday? Who are you thinking? All right, this is my day of 0% outfielders. Okay, we're doing this again. I've literally got three of them. Okay. Okay, my D pick. This Mm -hmm. is my my just in case. I'm going to take another lefty against Chris Tillman. Okay, why not? Absolutely. I'm going to toss Josh Reddick in there. It's my my D pick emergency just in case. Your backup guy. He's been playing most days. Yeah, I looked at him. He's quite a bit on the, what is he, 50-something? 60. Yeah. Well, remember we liked him a lot earlier in the year because people was under-owned and not hitting against lefties, but now they're just throwing him up every day, and that lineup's crazy. Yeah, into it. Dig it. Okay. So now i got to try to rank these. Yeah, you got to pick one. They're all essentially the same. Okay, my C pick... Mm-hmm. The Twins get Jordan Zimmerman. Okay, yeah. Again, it's kind of, you know, Anibal Sanchez rules. Where handedness doesn't really matter, but I kind of like the lefty Zach Granite. Oh, have you seen what he's done so far? Yes. I, he's been real bad in, like, no time. It's not that much worth worrying about. He's a guy. He's a little bit interesting. But, yeah, nobody's going to pick him, and they're batting him near the top of the lineup. They I like are. that. It's, and he has to do better than he's done so far, I would think. And he's he's got a bit of a track record. So I mean, yeah, he's, he's not, a bit of a prospect. He's, yeah, he's a reasonable prospect. And not only that, he's a Twins prospect. So you know, if if he's able to make it to the major leagues, he's usually competent. I would hope so. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. I'm not rushing out to grab him, but he gets Chris Tillman. Like he's he gets Chris Tillman. That's all that matters. Pretty fine. much. Yeah. So I I I kind of I kind of like Zach Granite. Anyways. Yep. B pick. The mm-hmm. Padres get Matt Moore. Yes, they do. Again, I can't figure out his splits. He's been—he's a lefty. He's been real bad against lefties this year. That's true. Yeah, he also hasn't handled righties very well no, for some not. reason. Killed yeah. by lefties. And yeah, but there's there's more power. He gives up more home runs to righties than does lefties. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm at zero percent. I'm gonna t- toss Matt Caesar out there against him. Okay, I can see that. I haven't heard that name in a while. As I write this down and pretend I know how to spell it. Yeah. Matt Caesar getting Matt Moore, and it's just a lefty that can hit lefties is the idea, or is he no, right-handed? He's right-handed. Who he's right-handed? It doesn't matter. It's Matt Moore. Like you can find a reason for anybody to do it. The only thing I don't like about it is that it's in San Francisco, but I'm not sure it matters too much. No, that was yeah. That's kind of, that was kind of his thing when he was in Chicago. Is he would he would get the odd you know bad against a lefty if they needed somebody. So mm-hmm. my guess is with the cra- with the mediocre lefty on the mound. Yeah. They're probably, they're probably going to be tossing Matt Caesar in the lineup. He's, he could do damage. So mm-hmm. Unless he my A pick. Mm-hmm. Kansas City Royals get Mike Pelfrey. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> you want lefties against him? Mm-hmm. I'm not going with the lefty. I'm going with the switch hitter. Okay. But at, at 0%, I'm going with Billy Burns. Oh, 
God, haven't heard that name in a while either. Is there anything to that other than he's fast and, you know, Mike Belfry stinks and he should hopefully get in there and run? Those are all key aspects, but 37 of his 46 career stolen bases have come against righties. Uh-huh. You know, the actual batted ball numbers kind of favors lefties for him, but it's Mike Palfrey, and it's the White Sox. So I, I think he'll be just, just fine in that lineup. He'll be just fine against that pitcher in that defense. Yeah, especially at 0%. Nobody's using him, and he could definitely run. So True. I like that. He was not on my radar. I did pick against Matt Moore, though. I spent up to 23%. Hunter Renfro's back, and he has a four-digit OPS over a 1,000 against lefties this year. So he'll be out of Petco, even though San Francisco's not a great place to hit. That's fine. He's right-handed. Again, power against Matt Moore. I like that. I, I like Hunter Renfro now that he's returned. Real power. For my B pick, I've mentioned this guy a number of times. I don't think he's made it onto my sheet yet. But Tony Walters, catcher for the Rockies, is left-handed and likes to hit at home. And he gets uh, Chad Cool, who has been real bad against lefties, and I don't anticipate will be good in Coors Field. So that's a cheap catcher, which we often recommend in DFS, and he's 2% owned. So he's good for our purposes, too. My A pick, though, is a guy we keep mentioning, and I don't think we've really used much yet either, but against Chris O'Grady for the Marlins, the reason you haven't heard of Chris O'Grady is because he's not very good. He's left-handed. He's going to Cincinnati. Devin Mezzarocco has been hurt and derailed the last couple of years and hurt a little bit more this year, but this year, at least when he's hit, he's been good. He's hitting lefties and should be fine, and... At least on the small sample, so far so good for Devin Mesoraco this year. So I have him against the lefty in Cincinnati. Do you like it okay? You like Devin Mesoraco, don't you? I do, yeah. Yeah, if he can be healthy, which he often can't. Yeah. Uh, but I want one of those two catchers, and if not them, I'll take Hunter Renfro as the backup. So, All right, Matt, and then Sunday the 23rd. This one was kind of rough, too. I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do. Your boy Daniel Gossett goes to the Mets. He has not really been good. No, he's he, been he, awful. He's been real bad. I think he's better than he's shown, but I'm not taking him going to the Mets. I can't do that. So how about Junior Guerra going to Philadelphia? Junior Guerra kind of cooled off on us a little bit, but, you know, it's Philadelphia. You you like that okay? I picked on. Yeah, it's not exciting, but the Phillies kind of stink enough that I think that's okay, don't you? Obviously you do if that's your pick. Obviously. His innings pitched going back over his last four starts. Five and two-thirds last time in Pittsburgh was okay. Before that, three and a third, four and four. And he got shelled four starts ago. But Maybe incorrect, but most of the shellings have come at home. Yeah, you're thinking, not that one. That one was in Cincinnati, which is also not a nice place either. But no. yeah, uh, I can see that, though. He's been worse away. He has a 4-2-5 year at home, much worse away. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I like that. Okay. It's Philadelphia. I think that's a safe pick and that's fine. I do want to mention Kyle Freeland at home against the Pirates. Kyle Freeland doesn't mind pitching in course. He's been okay at that. Like that's, it's not as susceptible for him. Actually, he's been better at home than away. So you can do that if you want to take on the Pirates, you know. The problem is he doesn't strike anybody out. There's no upside there, really, for Freeland. And so if I'm going to try and do a safe one with him, I at least want it to be away from course, I would think. But that's an option. How about Denelson Lamette going to San Francisco? Matt, Denelson Lamette continues to allow a bunch of runs, but he also continues to strike everybody out. And so I feel like there's a strikeout play here. He has more than 12 strikeouts per nine on the year, but his ERA is 6.4. Also... 
he's got a you know the Giants are awfully left-handed, and he is yes. awful against lefties. Yes, yes, he is allowed a four-digit OPS to lefties. So, yeah, that's kind of the problem there. Is if he's not careful, he's going to end up a reliever if he can't get out some lefties. So, I think you could consider it. I think that that's a dark horse DFS option too, but I'm not going to do that. I got two more names. Do you like Parker Bridwell at all against the Red Sox? He's an Angels guy that nobody's really paid attention to, but he's been pretty decent since he's been up. He's gone at least six innings and four straight starts. One of them was bad, and the rest were okay. Would you consider it against the Red Sox? No, I wouldn't. Honestly, to take a flyer like that, I need strikeout upside. There just isn't any. Yeah, he's not really striking people out. He's allowed an 827 OPS, so even though the runs have stayed off the board okay... He's, you know, not really keeping people off base and allowing a 483 slug. You know, he's getting in hard. So, and the Red Sox can do some damage. So, again, a DFS dark horse, you could take a flyer, but I'm not going to put a use him in a roto league or anything where my ratios are going to really matter. Mm. And the last name for me is Sean Newcomb going to the Dodgers, who I still like Sean Newcomb. I think he's really interesting, but this matchup's real hard. We're recording on Thursday, and the Dodgers finally lost again. Which yeah. is not easy for them to do. But, yeah, I had Newcomb last time against the Cubs, and he allowed five runs. Still got five strikeouts, went five innings, but he got beat up a little bit. He's lost three straight. I'm too scared of the Dodgers. So, still like Sean Newcomb, not at Dodger Stadium. If Freeland were on the road, not in, you know, in, in Colorado, I would think about that. I'm going to join you with Junior Guerra. I think it is really just the safe pick here today, and I am not excited about it. I wish I could find something more fun. Like the Nelson Lamette would be fun with a good matchup, but yeah. yeah. I mean, Jared Eikhoff gets the Brewers. They're too scary. I don't know. Is there anybody else on here that's interesting to you at all? No. There yeah. isn't. There really isn't. No. So. I don't think so either. So I'm joining you with Junior Guerra. I'm not excited about it. I'm sorry to copy you, but that is a thing. Matt, I, I don't know if I've said on the podcast yet, but I moved. I did tell you. So goodbye to the podcast train, apparently. Sad news. Oh, no more train. Hello to, to the podcast dog. Now I have to address the elephant in the room. It is the dog next door that I am learning now for the first time might bark sometimes. So hopefully it's not too distracting in the podcast. And I apologize, listeners. I Hopefully, I've only been here for a bit, so hopefully this is not going to become a thing. But. So, you know, if if you were, like, looking for a dog, like, you had, like, headphones on, or like, thinking a dog was barking, like, near you. Yeah. No, it's a dog barking, like, on the podcast, we assure you. Addressing the barking dog in the room. That's exactly what we're doing. I'm assuming you just said that so you could make that the title of the episode, yes? I think that's pretty good. Yeah, everyone saw him like, oh, that'd be a good one. So... That, they might have to do that. You don't call me out on it very often, though. I Because usually you're not quite so obvious. <laughs> I often, it's not always things I say, so it's often things you say. True, but, but again, you know, I, you know, with me, it's like 100% organic. I felt that one was a little forced. Okay, I'm not going right, to well, Maybe gonna... I'll come up with something better. I don't know. You don't know. You won't know until this gets posted tomorrow. And the listeners already know. They've been trying to identify it. Anyway, okay. Anyway, Matt, how about hitters for Sunday? Okay, I'm going to go in reverse order. This time, my my, my, my C pick is my 2% guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, Derek Holland gets Kansas City. Mm-hmm. The wheels have fallen off there oh, a little God. bit. Oh, they 
to the to the shock and surprise of no one. I mean, well, I'm just. I remember in like April he was being good, and you're like, "Oh, it's Matt Latos again," and I was like, "Yeah, I don't think he's that bad." And he kept it together for like another month, and yeah. then he did. It was like a delayed Matt Latos, is what it was. Yeah, he he was. Yeah, and the problem is that they kind of you know they need somebody to just kind of you know go out there every fifteen and kind of get his brains beat in, mm-hmm. and he's more than happy to do so. Apparently, so I can't imagine there's much of a trade market for a mediocre lefty. Yeah. So I don't know. But he's for sale, that's for sure. So they'll <laughs> let him go. Anybody on the White Sox, they're like, yeah, go nuts. That's so fast. For the most part. Uh, so you want to pick against uh, against Derek Holland. Yeah, and I, I want righties. Uh, I'm going to toss Jorge Bonifacio at 2%. Yeah, that's the guy that we used uh, in June. I used him in June, and it went well. So, yeah, we've mentioned him before. Yeah, I like that. 2% is too low for him, I feel like. 7-3-3 OPS against lefties, but Holland's been so bad against righties that I, I kind of feel safe tossing the, the young right-hander, yeah. you know, yeah. young right-handed outfielder out there against him. So. Mm-hmm. Yep, I can see that. Next up, at 18% is my B pick. Oakland gets Rafael Montero in Metco. Mm-hmm. Montero is, in fact, right-handed. You want to attack him with lefties. Mm-hmm. I'm going to toss Jed Lowry out there. Okay, I can see that. He's competent. Mr. Competent, Jed Lowry. And he's been really confident against righties this year. 277 at-bats, 818 OPS, 9 of his 10 homers, 0 of his 0 stolen bases, mm-hmm. 31 of 33 RBIs. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm, I'm tossing the pride of Salem, Oregon out there with Jed Lowry versus yep. Rafa Montero. Yep, I can see that. That's totally fine. Rafa Montero's bad. I'm, I'm all into that. Yeah. And lastly, my A pick. Speaking mm-hmm. of Denelson Lamette. Yes. And his weakness to lefties. And his weakness to lefties. I want Giants lefties. Any any one of them, totally cool with. Yes. You know, that's, you know, Denard Spann, who I think we've already mentioned on the show. So, you know, if I needed a cheap third baseman, you could twist my arm into Connor Gillespie, Brandon Crawford, yeah. sure. Brandon Belt, okay. But the guy that intrigues me now and forever is my guy, Joe Panic. Yep. You can do that for sure. You did have uh, Denard Spann already on Sunday, actually, but you have not used Panic. Oh, no, Matt, I have bad news. <gasps> he used Joe Panic on July 1st. July 1st. And he got, and he got in the game? Yeah, you did. You used him. He went uh, one for five with a stolen base. He swiped you a base. It was a good pick. Okay, but... In that case, I'll, I'll, I'll toss Gillespie out there against... Uh, yeah, he's left-handed. It's all that matters. Yeah, I'm part of that. Let's see. How owned is Connor Gillespie? It's got to be a zero. Yeah, actually, in 2014 to 2016, yeah. Gillespie is 16 of his 17 homers against righties with a 7.45 OPS. Lamette is that bad I, against lefties. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, and if he doesn't get in there, you get Jed Lowry, which is fine. Which so. is fine. So, yep. yeah, I feel like I have my bases covered there. For me, I'm in the same game. I want Hunter Renfro against a lefty again. I'm just put him as my D pick here. Maybe I'll get him one of those days getting Ty Blotch, Ty Block. We'll be fine. Yeah, my C pick, I want to pick against Tom Kohler again, who continues to not be very good. It's hard to find a cheap red, to be honest. I didn't yeah, really find anybody super affordable, but as a C pick, I wanted to mention Scott Shebler. He's 51% owned, but he keeps hitting home runs. One of those guys that's putting him over. So he has 20 plus homers and only 51% on. That's relatively cheap. So I'm fine with that. Tom Kohler going to Cincinnati is probably going to have a bad time. So. 
And then at the top, I saw two guys I really like in this matchup of Adalberto Mejia and Matt Boyd, both of which are two bad lefties. I want to mention James McCann getting Adalberto Mejia, because James McCann, as much as he's a backup catcher and doesn't hit much, he does mash on lefties. He continues to mash lefties. It's just, that's where all that power comes from. Him getting Adalberto Mejia is going to be fine. Another good cheap catcher. But I already picked him in July, so I'm not taking him. My A pick is going to be Eduardo Escobar of the Twins getting Matt Boyd, who it's actually been worse than Adalberto Mejia. It's it's bad. That's a bad matchup. They take the over on the runs there, I feel like. But these guys can hit lefties. Eduardo Escobar is not in any way exciting, but he does have a decent OPS against lefties. So And again, Tigers bullpen. Whatever. I'm fine with that. I'm picking some twins this weekend. So, Yeah, that should about do it for us for the weekend. Uh, Matt, do you have anything before we get out of here? Yeah. A weird thing happened at work this week. Okay. Not baseball related, but that's okay. Oh, you want baseball related? Doesn't have to be. We're at the end of the show. We can do whatever we want. Gotcha. No, uh, one of my coworkers introduced me to a type of music called Vapor Trap. Oh, goodness. Okay. And it's really helpful for writing. Okay. Vapor Trap helps you write? Yes. I know nothing about this, so I all refuse, you. You see, you're you're like like my one like hip young friend, so I'm I'm oh, kind of I'm kind of you're con- in trouble, Matt. <laughs> you are in, that is a bad news for you, but sure. I mean, to to be fair, I live in Portland, Oregon, which like regresses my hipness or advances, whichever way you want to go on this chronological scale, makes me more hip, I suppose, by default. But yes, I'm your hip young friend, but I don't know about vapor trap. Oh, sorry. Well, do you have to tell me now? I, I think it's part of the lo-fi hip-hop family. Okay. So it's just like kind of like slow, kind of relaxing hip-hop music. Okay. Yeah, and it helps you write. God, yes. Yeah. No, it it you know it it work. We're always kind of looking. You know, it, it it for me it used to be cigarettes, mm-hmm. but I quit smoking, so which is good. No, it is. Then it was the vape. Quit the vape. So now I'm, I I need things to kind of keep my my productivity up. So it's mm-hmm. been been coffee and vapor trap this week. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. We'll have to you have to send me one to link in the post. Um, we, we've got we've got like a, a a live streaming YouTube station that we that we put oh, on. That sounds fun. Do you wear headphones or is like the whole office into it? We uh we do both. Depends on the day. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah, we can link that in the post, and and if you want to uh, tweet at Matt about vapor trap music, he is on Twitter at Matt D underscore DFS. <laughs> I'm gonna tweet at you about it. I'm sure. You I'm sure you. What will. it is? I am on Twitter at Higgins FOS. I don't know anything about vapor trap music, so you can tweet at me about it too, or baseball, or not baseball. That's fine too. We like to hear from you guys. Uh, that's why we do the show, is we get fun feedback and get to interact with fans. So that should do it for us. For Matt, I'm Dylan. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy, or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.